0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Equitable Life Assurance Society presents, This is Your FBI. This is Your FBI. The official broadcast from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Presented transcribed as a public service by the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States and the Equitable Society's representative in your community. Surveys show that the commercials on This Is Your FBI are listened to very carefully. The reason is simple. Our Equitable Commercial Messages treat you like an intelligent human being. Their purpose is to give you useful information. Tonight, for instance, we're going to talk about the Equitable Education Fund, the painless way to pay for college education for your children. Every father and mother with ambitions for their children will welcome this information from the Equitable Society due in about 14 minutes. Tonight's FBI file, The Musical Stick-Up. It has been a rare week in recent years when your FBI has not been involved in headline news of one kind or another. Often, those headlines reported the capture of a dangerous criminal. Sometimes they merely heralded the entrance of the Bureau into a case. For the most part, though, the cases involved were well-publicized crimes. A kidnapping, a bank robbery, or a murder which caught the interest of the nation. However, to make a deduction from those headlines that special agents of the Federal Bureau of Investigation work exclusively on spectacular infractions of the law would be to arrive at a false conclusion. Your FBI has jurisdiction over approximately 120 federal laws. And in the space of any given year, it investigates thousands upon thousands of violations of those laws. Part of the training of every special agent teaches him that no individual case is to be given precedence while another remains uninvestigated. The reason behind that is relatively simple. To the men of your FBI, there are no unimportant crimes. Or unimportant lawbreakers. For every criminal remains a menace to you, the American people, until his capture or his death. Tonight's file opens on a lonely mountain road in a northwestern state. The blackness of the night breeds quiet, the only sound for miles around being made by an ancient car wheezing along the highway.
1: Hi. Yeah. What did you think of me tonight on that second course of wandering, huh? That's what you woke me up for? I didn't know you were sleeping.
0: Look, I got a tip for you.
1: Anytime you see me with
0: my eyes closed and my head leaning back on something soft, take all the eight to five you can get, I'm sleeping.
1: Yeah. Didn't you think the horn sounded good tonight?
0: Hal, you're a nice kid and I like you. But what difference does it make how your horn sounded? Huh? If you held high C for an hour and a half, do you think those round haircuts would know what you're doing? They'd like it better if you whistled Dixie through a mouthful of peanut butter.
1: You know something? One guy at the dance said he's been to every senior prom they've ever had, and I played the hottest trumpet of anybody in the history of this school. Who was he? A music teacher. <laughs>
0: a long hair. Well, that doesn't mean he's a square. He loves jazz, too, same way we do. Well, don't cut me in for a full share. I not only don't love it, sometimes I don't even like it. You don't like working with a band? Working with Gene Forest and his Lonesome Pines? Kid, I don't want to hit you with a cornball, but I've seen better bands on nickel cigars. If you hate it that much, why stick around? I gotta have it. I don't want to break. Eating. Hi. What?
1: Can you see what that is? Up ahead on the right-hand side?
0: No, but you better slow down. All right. I can make it out now. Somebody's had an accident. Well, it's a sense it didn't park upside down. Pull over. Okay. I'll take a look. There's a guy in there. He looks dead. If he is, I wish he wouldn't moan.
1: Uh, you think we can get him out? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I got him. Can I give you a hand? Yeah. Uh,
0: Just shove that seat forward. I can put him in the back of our car.
1: Okay. Yeah. Go
0: ahead. There you are. Come on, let's get him to a doctor. <laughs> Meanwhile, in a nearby town, County Sheriff Ned Campbell is just being greeted by a visitor. Hello, Sheriff. I'm Jim Taylor. Howdy, Taylor. I'm the new resident agent down here. Oh, yeah. Harry told me you'd be in. How long your assignment? Oh, just the two weeks that Harry's away on vacation. Well, it looks like you walked right into something. Oh, what do you mean? The biggest case we've had here in a year just broke half an hour ago. Oh? Any FBI jurisdiction? Yes. Two men held up the North Gate of the National Park and mm-hmm. got away with the day's receipts. How much would that be? Fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars Did you get any details, Sheriff? Yeah, one of the gatemen just called in. Bandit had got the phone wire at the station. That gave him a half an hour start. Mm -hmm. Could he describe the man? No, not satisfactorily, but he did get full details on the car they used, including the license number. I've already sent out the alarm. Good. I'm going out to interview the gate man. You want to come along? Well, maybe I'd better stick around here and try to get a lead on who's the registered owner of that getaway car. I've already wired the state capital for that. I shouldn't want to stay here in case a report comes in on the alarm? Well, I have two-way radio equipment in the car. Well, in that case, Sheriff, let's go. How is he, Larry? He sounds like a Spike Jones arrangement. (laughs)
1: Lucky
0: to be alive. You ever see a cut like that one on his head? I took a worse one when I joined this crummy band. a good bandage you're putting on you're a real pro oh i ought to be you ever hear of a little musical group called harvey's hot shots now that was way back we played nothing but one night stand places Rand mcnally ain't heard about yet uh got enough cloth what an outfit that was i blew a horn sang vocals tap dance and set bones it sounds rugged rugged Sometime you should make jumps where the bus turns over every night. You get him on the way up with a bass fiddle that's coming down. Uh, uh, yeah, you have point, killer. Larry, we're going to be late getting to the hotel. We're going to be real late. I'm going to eat.
1: Hey, he ate once. And uh, I
0: played once. Oh, I think this guy's getting with it. Yeah. Huh? Take it easy, pal. Huh? No, nah, nah. uh, Don't huh? try to sit up. It's, it's okay. I can make it. Okay. Yeah, there. Ah. Yeah. How do you
1: feel? Oh, I can't tell you. Where am I? On the road. Who are you? The musician. How did I get here? Larry lifted you out of your car and carried you.
0: You, Larry? Mm-hmm. Thanks. Forget it. Hey, there's the painted rock. Now, relax, pal. We'll have you to doctor pretty soon. No, doctor for me. Now, look, if I was you, I'd... Don't I would... talk. Just listen. Hey, what's with that gun? Tell your friend to stay on this road till I tell him to turn off. That's the getaway car all right, Taylor, but I don't see how they could both have walked away from a wreck like that. Well, looks like the car turned over in midair when they blew that right front tire. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that'd mean that it didn't make those tire tracks just this side of the highway. No, it couldn't have. Sure. Yeah? I'd buy you a for a minute. Sure. sure. Thanks. Well, take a look at these footprints. Unless these fresh ones, if they'd have been made before that rain this afternoon, they wouldn't be this clear. Uh, look at this set. Made by an odd pair of shoes. Yeah. Seems like there were metal plates attached to the soles and heels. I never saw boots are like that. Sheriff, I'd say the prints going back toward the highway are deeper than the set coming toward the car. Doesn't it look that way to you? Yeah. You know, somebody might have been passing by, stopped when he saw the wreck, carried one of the bandits back to his car. but that only account for one of them. Well, this single set of prints on the other side of the wreck accounts for the other one. Looks to me like he got away under his own power. Sheriff, you carry any plaster parish Paris in your car? Yeah, there's a regular kit in the trunk. Okay, let's get it out and make impressions of all these prints. You You up front What? See that cabin? Pull up there Yes, Well, pal, it was sure nice giving you a lift You're coming in with me Well, now, we really got to run along Get out Okay.
1: <clears throat> you too. Yeah. All right, if I take my horn, take it and get out.
0: Now walk. When you get to the door, go on in. Just push it open. Is
1: that you, Doc? Yeah, Pearl. Oh, I'm glad
0: you're back. I was starting Yes, you're here. Oh, I'm okay. You sure? Uh-huh. Who are they? They give me a lift home. Me and Ray blew a tire and cracked up. You two, sit over there.
1: Where is Ray?
0: He wasn't hurt, so he took the money back and headed for town to get another car. You let
1: him walk off with the money?
0: I tried to stop him, but I passed out. When I come to, I was riding with them.
1: You got any idea where Ray is
0: now? Well, knowing him like I do, I can guess. He got into town with that money, went to Willie's place and started buying drinks for the house. Take the car outside and go call Willie's place. Is now? Yeah. yeah. Mind if one of us goes along and calls a guy we work for?
1: Sit down. He'll fire us if we don't get back. Don't you hear good? Sit down, Hal. Should I talk to Ray if he's there?
0: No, just come back and tell me. All
1: right.
0: If I ain't in the house when you get back, don't get scared.
1: Where are you going?
0: No place unless those two make a move. If they do, you can look for me out back. I'll be burying them. <laughs> turn in just a minute to tonight's exciting chase from the official files of the FBI. Now a special message from the Equitable Life Assurance Society to fathers and mothers of young children. Yes, you're proud of those youngsters today, but you're going to be even prouder 15 years from now when one of them writes you a letter. Dear Mom and Dad, it sure is wonderful to be here in college. I signed up for a lot of... That future college freshman of yours will be sitting on top of the world. And he'll have three mighty good reasons for doing so. First, college men and women earn more money. Last night, the dean made an address to the freshman class. He said that college grads earn $72,000 more during their working years than non-college men. (laughs) How's that for a bright future? Second, college men land the bigger jobs. The dean also said that if you take 16 men who are being paid $10,000 or more, 15 of the 16 have college degrees. Third, college men get more out of life. They learn to concentrate on problems and think them through. They gain culture and appreciation, which enriches their whole life. Think that over, fathers and mothers, and decide now to give your children that big head start towards success that goes with a college education. Decide to make sure by starting an equitable education fund now. An equitable education fund? What's that? It's the painless way to pay for your children's college education. In this equitable society plan, you start when your children are young. Then each year, you pay a sum of money that doesn't hurt, an amount that scarcely makes a dent in your budget. When your youngster's ready for college, the money's already for him. Well, that's spreading the cost of education over 10 or 15 years instead of taking a beating in four. Right. Now suppose the father dies or becomes totally disabled. Then no more payments are necessary. The fund becomes fully established. When the youngster is ready for college, he gets the same education as if his dad had lived. So don't delay a day longer. Let your equitable society representative show you how little it costs to start an equitable education fund. All right care of this station to the Equitable Society. That's E-Q-U-I-T-A-B-L-E. The Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States. And now back to the FBI file, the musical stick-up. over the age of understanding in these United States needs the word crime explained to him. For we are all only too familiar with it. And yet with all the public knowledge about crime and criminals, there still remains one important point almost invariably overlooked. The victim of any crime anywhere in the nation is not a faceless, impersonal being who travels about being a perpetual victim. The average person caught in the deep net of crime is, in the majority of cases, a decent law-abiding citizen. Take the file which the Federal Bureau of Investigation has chosen for dramatization this evening. A case in which two men did what most people would have done under the same set of circumstances. They stopped to see if anyone in a wrecked automobile needed help. Your FBI does not advise any listener to avoid stopping at a wrecked car, for the point to bear in mind is that in this country, with major crimes being committed at the rate of three a minute, around the clock, crime is an encroaching factor in our daily lives. And that the two men being held at gunpoint in a forsaken cabin need not have been them, but might have been any other two people in the nation. Might indeed have been any two of you. Tonight's trial continues at the office of Sheriff Ned Campbell. Sorry I had to leave you here alone, Taylor. That's okay, Sheriff. We're making a little progress. Oh, in what direction? While you were gone, a man named Forrest was in to file a complaint. Forrest? He's a band leader at the hotel. Oh, yeah. Well, his outfit played a high school dance tonight about 40 miles up the highway. Two of the men made the trip in a car belonging to Forrest, and he thinks they've stolen it. Why? Well, the other musicians have all returned. Forrest said he heard this pair talking yesterday about going to San Francisco. Well, you think this ties in with the National Park robbery? I'm not sure, but it very well might. Oh, how? Forrest mentioned that one of the missing musicians was also a tap dancer. Well, that made me think of those impressions of metal heel and toe plates that we found in the wrecked car. Forrest of course, the dancer wore shoes like that. Oh. And leaving the high school dance when they did, they'd have gone past the wreck at just about the right time. Mm-hmm. Sheriff, so I got a description on the car and the musicians. The alarm's already gone out. Has Forrest any pictures of these men? Yeah, he's sending them right over.
1: Larry. What? You think that guy's gonna stay? I don't know. But well,
0: if he does,
1: maybe we could try to sneak out, huh?
0: What are you, a hero?
1: Oh, no. By we... the way,
0: our legs are tied to these chairs, the first move we make this place would sound like a bowling alley.
1: But we can't just sit
0: here. Yes, we can.
1: What are you doing?
0: Getting my horn. What for? Well, maybe somebody will hear it and come and help us. It's also liable to drive them further away. Well, let's find out. A great time to audition. Oh, all
1: right, all right, cut that out.
0: Uh, I was, I was just practicing. Put that thing away. But I'm a musician. Hold it.
1: Yes?
0: I'm in here. Did you call Willie's place?
1: Uh-huh. You were right.
0: Ray was there, huh?
1: Yeah, Ray was there and drinking heavy. On my money.
0: I told you stay here. Where are you going? To Willie's place. I'll get the money and come back for you. You keep an eye on them. You know where my other gun is? Uh Uh-huh. Get it out. If they give you any trouble, use it. Sheriff, how many side roads run up into the hills? Well, counting the trails, I'd say about a hundred between here and Bentley Falls. You got enough volunteer deputies to comb every one of them? No, not near enough. Well, uh, pardon me, sir. Certainly. Sheriff Campbell speaking. Yes, Pete. Oh, you did? Where? Yeah, when was that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Thanks, Pete. Bye. One of my men just saw the musician's car heading east on the highway. East? It was heading west before, wasn't it? Uh-huh. How about alerting the other deputies? Pete's already done that by phone. Good. Where'd you see the car? Near Liberty Hill. Here, come over to the map. I can show you better. Okay. And here we are. Now, this is the highway along through here. Yeah. Well, here's Rock Point, where that first port came from. Well, that's when the car was heading west. That's right. And mm-hmm. this is Liberty Hill, where Pete just saw it, heading east. Now, Sheriff, from what Forrest told me about that car, nobody's averaging better than a mile a minute, even on the highway. No, probably not. And that first report came in, let's see, that's exactly 27 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So the car couldn't have gone more than 27 miles west of Rock Point before it turned around and headed east. 27 miles be about right here. All right, now, how many dirt roads off the highway between Rock Point and where you've got your finger now? 20, 25, still too many to cover. Maybe not. We know what the tire tracks of the musician's car looks like. And that rain might have softened those dirt roads enough so that we'd be able to follow them. Yeah. Sheriff, if we find out where that car has been, we've got a good chance of finding out where it's headed now. Look, ma'am. Why don't you let us go? No. Well, at least you gave it some thought.
1: He's sitting there till Gus comes back.
0: How long will he be gone?
1: No telling. (laughs) What are you doing? Getting my horn. I want to practice a little. It quiets my nerves.
0: <laughs> Don't try anything, get Pearl. Get it done, Sheriff. I'll keep you covered.
1: I ain't got nothing, Sheriff. Hey, will somebody
0: untie us? Sure. I'll take care of that. Just stand here, Pearl. Oh, Sheriff, there must be something to Be quiet. What huh? do your feet on. Yeah. Nah, I'll get the rope. Huh. Nice of you two to drop by. You're the men who work for Gene Forrest, aren't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, there you are. Thanks. Oh. When you stopped on the highway at that wrecked did you pick up one or two men. One. Got uh, Your car's gone from outside. Who's using it? Uh, the guy who lives here. That does it. <laughs> That'll be Gus Sheridan, Jim. Well, you know where he went? His friend, a guy named Ray something, sashayed with the L-double-O-T and stopped at a grog joint named Willie's Place. Just Gus went to find him. Where's uh, Willie's Place, Jeff? In town. Say, the other hold-up man must be Ray Price. Him and Sheridan are friends. To hang out of Willie. Any uh, a back road we might take to head Sheridan off before he gets there? No, but I can call in on the radio and have a couple of my men waiting for him. Okay. Let's get them out of here. <laughs> Sheriff. Hi, Carl. This is Agent Taylor of the FBI, Deputy Terry. Hi, Taylor. Terry. When we got your call, we went inside and arrested Ray Price. He put away already? Yeah. George took him to the jailhouse. Then we waited for Sheridan. Didn't he show up? Yep, yeah, but he spotted us first and started firing. He wounded Bill and Frank. Oh, bad? No, no, just flesh wounds. Anybody able to wing him? No, not so you can notice. He fired a full clip and then turned and ran toward the quarry. I got men stationed all around. Where is this quarry, Sheriff? About a half mile up the hill. I think he's still in there? I imagine so. A uh, dark night like this, it'd be tough to ride him out. Well, we can just keep the place covered till morning. Then he might get away. I think we ought to go in there tonight. Yeah, I'll go in with you, Sheriff. Okay, let's go. Might have an effect on him. Okay.
1: Well, how about coming
0: after
1: me? What's the matter, you?
0: I think the time is right here. What are you doing? I'm going to throw this rock. I think you got him, Taylor. Throw your flash over there. Yeah, you got him good. Okay, let's get him out of here. Ray Price, the accomplice of the fatally wounded Gus Sheridan, was convicted in federal court on a charge of armed robbery on a government reservation and sentenced to a term of 15 years. Pearl Sheridan was also convicted of being an accessory to armed robbery after the fact and sentenced to serve five years. Once inside the abandoned stone quarry, Special Agent Taylor realized it would be impossible to see where Gus Sheridan was hiding. He also realized that the first to fire would give away his position, By throwing the sliver of rock some distance from where he and Sheriff Campbell were standing, he forced Sheridan into firing at the noise, and thus forced him to expose his hiding place. And so another case from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation was closed. Like so many other cases, this one could not have been completed as quickly, nor maybe even so successfully, without the constant cooperation given Agent Taylor by the County Sheriff and his men. Sometimes that cooperation comes to a special agent from a big city policeman, or a state trooper, or any others whose chosen profession is war against crime. Without that help, your FBI would find it almost impossible to operate. For which reason, we take this opportunity publicly to thank every local law enforcement officer in the nation. They deserve your thanks, too. Give them your support, and they will remain what they have always been, your first line of defense against crime. One last word to fathers and mothers. Of all the things you can do for your children, there's no greater proof of your love for them than an equitable education fund. They'll be grateful for it as long as they live. Your boy or girl may only say a few words like Thanks, Mom. And thank you, Dad. But you know from the look in his eye and the ring in his voice that he'll never forget your foresight in starting an equitable education fund. Right now, make that wise resolution and To see your equitable representative soon. Next week, we will dramatize another case from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. A case exposing a new and vicious criminal racket. Its subject, Homicide. It's titled, The Swing Shift Racketeer. Jim Bannon, Tom Brown, Walter Catlett, J.C. Flippen, Wally Mayer, and Peggy Weber. This is your FBI is a Jerry Devine production. This is Larry Keating speaking for the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States and the Equitable Society's representative in your community and inviting you to tune in again next week at this same time when the Equitable Life Assurance Society will bring you another thrilling transcribed story from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. The Swing Shift Racketeers on This Is Your FBI. Stay tuned for the adventures of the Thin Man. Fun and excitement for the whole family when the Thin Man comes your way.